Hi friends, it's been two weeks and I appreciate you all. First and foremost, I would like to throw appreciation to everyone who was involved in and came to the drinking game Zoom reading of the Babysitter's Club. It was a rousing success. We raised about $800 for the Trans Women of Color Collective, which is pretty incredible if I do say so myself. We had such a good time doing it that we are doing another one for the month of August. The movie will be the 1995 classic Now and Then, and more details on that are coming soon. It's the first episode of the month, which means we are donating a portion of the Patreon proceeds to a BIPOC-led organization helping to make positive change. This month, we are donating to The Conscious Kid, an education, research, and policy organization dedicated to equity and promoting healthy racial identity development in youth. They support organizations, families, and educators in taking action to disrupt racism in young children. If you would like to learn more, I've included a link to the website in the episode description. Some folks who have donated to this wonderful organization simply by supporting this podcast are Hallie Alspa, Alyssa Matthews, Hannah Grierson, Krista Umber, Firth, Grace Kent, Chandler Parrott-Thomas, and Dante Topo. If you want to be like these amazing folks and support organizations like The Conscious Kid as well as this podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash thatdoitforyoupod and learn about becoming a patron today. This episode is super exciting to me because the subject matter is very close to my heart. I don't have much else to say about it besides that, so I'm so excited to share it with you. So let's get to it. Without further ado, episode 17, Go Down Mo Ozis with Amber Avant. Do you want to rub on Simba's tummy? Or think that Spider-Man looks extra yummy? The pain of childhood is super funny on Did That Do It For Ya? With Aurelia Grierson. Okay, we're doing it. Hello and welcome to another episode of That Do It For Ya podcast. Hi. I am here (laughs) with actor and amazing person, Amber Avant. Hello. Amber, how are you? No, I'm doing okay. I'm uh, I'm visiting my parents, so I'm in Los Angeles right now in mm-hmm. my childhood bedroom. As you can see, there's a bunk bed behind me. I commented on the bunk bed as soon as you got on the call. <laughs> you know, so I feel like it's very fitting for this podcast. I'm also in my childhood bedroom. <laughs> So, I love being a you know a late twenty something in a pandemic. Yeah, it's uh it's weird. I feel like I'm like late on the whole like going and living with your parents, and I'm only gonna be here for a month. I was like, we all know that like we love each other deeply, but we also know that we enjoy um, living in our own homes. So. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, but. I'm I'm very fortunate. I feel like I get along with my parents more than most people do. So at least there's that. There's that as a blessing. I'd say that like something I've learned about being from being home in this time is that my family brings out simultaneously like the best and worst in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I feel so like loved and supported and like, oh, I can really be myself. But unfortunately, like part of being myself is also being like a raging bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am sometimes I like, I think I got like really upset the other day because my mom has all these like disposable pie tins and I'm like why do you have them and she's like because I use them and I'm like oh yeah um <laughs> that's fair <laughs> uh, sorry mom oh you're in New York normally yes I am and that is where we met tell, oh tell yes home how we know each other we were so little we met <laughs> freshman year of college at Fordham University yep. uh, Lincoln Center campus. Yeah. Where 
little little eighteen year old theater majors. I I just remember like the first party we all went to was titled "Fuck You, Mom and Dad," and I was like, "What have I gotten myself into?" <laughs> Those parties used to have titles. <laughs> I know, and I was like, "Why am I always taking the L train?" Yeah, so I call Fordham college season one. It really was for you. Because I went to college three times. You really did. You had a lot of like unique experiences too. Like I remember I visited you in Dublin. That was fun. That was the best. I, I, I loved that you came there. Had a blast and a half. That was good. Only in hindsight, like did I kind of realize that I like, I, I, cause I started in Ireland to do like a study abroad. I don't actually think I've ever talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> um, I like went, I, I'm a little ashamed. I went to Ireland to do a study abroad and then I stayed for a lot of reasons. We don't have to get into all of why I wanted to leave Fordham. You know, it'd be like that sometimes. And you know, Dublin's cool. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. But I definitely like went there for a boy. Listen, that's not the worst decision a like 20 year old has ever made yeah that boy didn't like me <laughs> well yeah but like again you were 20 it could have been I was worse. 20 and I was like maybe I can make this boy like me if I move <laughs> to this country I he did not like me he did not like me very much after that or even before that or during <laughs> didn't you guys date though for a long time no we dated not at Wait. all <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're thinking of some, you're, I did date someone in Ireland, but that wasn't the guy that I moved oh there. Oh no, you thought I was like in a relationship with this person I moved for? No, we had like hooked up a handful oh, yes, of Yes, I do remember that. It's all coming back to me now. I do remember being like, that's not like a terrible choice, which like just shows like what my like decision making, where my decision making was at at that time. I was like, yeah, you know, or really it's going to be this thing. And like, it's not that bad. Like, <laughs> no one was like, perhaps you're doing this for the D. And that's not a good enough reason. I was like, this seems exciting. Everyone was so supportive, except my poor mom, who was like, don't do this. And I was like, F you, mom. <laughs> and like, ultimately, it was a good thing because I think if I'd stayed at Fordham, I would have been unhappy. I wouldn't have been the artist that I was destined to be. That's true. I learned like, despite collab and collab two's best efforts, like Fordham wasn't teaching me how to be a theater maker. And collab was really just like a, an excuse for a bunch of like, 18 year olds to be like how many people can I kiss in class right now thank you that is all it was all I remember about collab was like all right who am I making out with this time <laughs> just like horny little monster brain <laughs> and then I think what would be great in this scene is if you two just kiss <laughs> let's get naked <laughs> I have such memories of trying to find reasons to get naked in front of my classmates for art and that everyone is what it's like going to theater school dude like if you're curious what it's like to go to like a theater school I can't speak for myself back then <laughs> like I don't I know, know her. I know I'm like if you knew me between like 2011 and 2016 uh, just delete those memories. distracted ADHD oh, that's no. why I took notes I took notes because I have ADHD and so my working memory is um, really hit and miss. So I took notes. It's okay. This is a space where you're allowed to be tangential. You're Thank allowed you. to go off in lots of different directions. I'll try to bring it back if it's important. 
good. I'm a, I am unmedicated. I don't know what's up with oh, you these days. I, I, I am medicated. Oh, I'm so jealous. I don't get to see my doctor until um, the 12th. Medication has uh, changed my whole life. There was a point during quarantine where like my psychiatrist and I were like, maybe you're too stimulated because um, you don't have a job right now because it's a <laughs> pandemic. And I was like, true. So we like tapered off of it. And then I was like, no, we tried it. I'm not doing that anymore. Put me back on. And he was like, yeah, you want it? Like, I just wanted to see like if it would affect your anxiety. I was like, I don't care. I'll take the anxiety if I can like fold my clothes the same day that I wash them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Podcasting is a oral medium. So you can't see that I just looked despairingly at my basket of clean clothes. (laughs) And the dirty pile next to them. <laughs> I do wash my clothes the day that I, I I fold them now. The day that I wash them, not uh, in a timely manner. Like it'll be hours later, but it's the same day. It's pretty good. That's incredible. Thank you. That's pretty uh, pretty fucking remarkable. But we don't have to talk about that. We're here to talk about something very specific. <laughs> <laughs> Amber, would you like to tell everyone what we are discussing today? So we're talking about maybe one of the greatest animated movies of all time. Maybe the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, it's up there. It's top 10 for sure, and it's not 10, okay? <laughs> this movie is The Prince of Egypt. The Prince of Egypt, for those who, for some fucking reason, haven't seen it is an animated retelling of the story of exodus Mm -hmm. in which moses leads the hebrew people to the promised land well he tries his best you know (laughs) i think he did a pretty good job (laughs) i feel that you know which is not covered in the the movie but you know they get out of egypt and then there's lots of stuff (laughs) yeah you know if they would have just listened they would have gotten there so quick so I would not discuss this story with just anyone. <laughs> you are definitely like one of the few people in my life, especially like non-Jewish people in my life that I will discuss this with. Thank you. It's, it's because I'm Black, probably. You I, know? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> probably honestly part of it. You know, we both come from a people that um, have been really through a diaspora. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 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 we're we're tired we're tired (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes so the prince of egypt what i I feel like i know the answer to this is really obvious but like what did it for you about this biblical story oh you bring it up you're bringing out the notebook okay well yes so as you know like one of my childhood crushes was prince right yeah (laughs) and i started to realize that like i think as a as a child and a teen i think i developed a particular interest in a in like brown and black men who wear makeup like eyeliner or like are very comfortable in like things that are typically feminine and I think that is why I'm into this movie because so many men are just wearing eyeliner and I'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that fucking wing on Ramsey's like I was like Wow, I really had a thing for an enslaver. Oh, um, but yeah, his little like bald head and that little ponytail. I was like, I don't know why it's working for you, but it is. And then that part where like, you know, for a while I was like, mm, Moses just has like a long, like, lo- like long bob. But then like, <laughs> when it's revealed that he is wearing a wig, I was like, whoop, whoop. 
<laughs> it's like, oh my god. <laughs> you get the best of both worlds. You get the best of both worlds. <laughs> Long Bob. Yeah. And then um, when Moses decides I'm not a prince anymore and has his like little moment for like God knows how many years where he's like, I'm going to run away. Then he like, you know, falls in love with Zipporah and uh, grows out his beard. Mm. <laughs> so basically what you're trying to say is that Moses is hot. Moses is hot. Moses is really hot. Oh, there was a shot. I think it was after like God was like... <laughs> I think it was after the burning bush and God was like, Moses, you are going to liberate your people. Just listen to me. When like the wind is blowing in his like 3A hair. And I was like, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, this movie had one of the first butts I ever saw in a movie. Yeah, there were butts in this There's movie. There's a butt in this movie. Like, think, there's a few butts in this movie. I think that was also just like into like all the men like being the most naked yeah there's like there's new i was like i was like nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah so wait there's the first but when ramses and moses are chariot racing yes and you look up and you see his little tidy whities he has a line about it because like ramses is like admit it you've always looked up to me and then moses is like yeah "Yeah, but it's not much of a view And I was like, oh, but I was like, Moses, I don't know what you're talking about, but he's got a little, he's got a little apple bottom. Uh, <laughs> it's just very like, just yeah, nice and, and it was perky. just like, yeah, and they're like shirtless, but they're wearing these things that are like maybe skirts, and it's kind of like mm. the drag, the drag of it all. Yeah, and they're just like so muscular and so like sure of their masculinity. Mm. Do they have nipples? Mm, let me. Now see. I'm gonna have to look this up. I I feel like possibly. I I don't remember specifically looking for nipples. Nope, there were nipples. Nice. <laughs> I don't know why that's so surprising to me. I feel like people look at it and like mm, it's a children's film, so I feel like a lot of bodies, naked bodies that are for children, are not um, correct. So I don't want to bring up a point to this. Uh-huh. Is that I think it's interesting that there is so much body in this movie, and I think that is related to the fact that it's a Jewish film and that it's oh. a Jewish story. Tell me more. Well, I mean, I'm making broad strokes generalizations. This isn't the case with every Jewish community, and I know this to be true. In my Reform Judaism lived experience, uh-huh. there's not as much shame around the body in mm. Jewish culture than in Christian culture. There's, you know, there's a lot yeah, of shame about you know, the body. cannot but, relate. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, the, the, sex and bodies are just, like, I think, in my experience, talked about at least more in in Judaism and Jewish culture, and um, like I like I'm thinking specifically right now, like there's like bathing culture and mm, yeah. there's rituals about how to clean one's body and acknowledgement of the body. We cut off the penis. That's like our whole thing. Yeah, I can't say that. People will like find me and be like, I knew it. Um, <laughs> Isn't that like a known thing though? I know, but if I it, we it's it's very we, common in Christianity too. We we circumcise the penis. We don't cut off the whole penis but then there are some people who don't like jewish people who are like jews cut off your penis and it's like i don't like that at all no but there's there's discussion about genitalia there's discussion about 
bodies in Jewish mm. culture and in, in, in our literature. Fascinating. Yeah. You learn something new every day, you know? Yeah. This is why it's important to uh, have lots of friends from diverse backgrounds. Yeah. And I just want to say, you know, it's been really great talking to you about this because, you know, growing up Christian and being Christian, it is like presented as like the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm. But really, it should just be the Torah, the Old Testament, and the New Testament. That's true. You know, maybe I'll make my own translation. <gasps> I would read that. <laughs> I have to learn like Hebrew and like Greek to like. Aramaic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll have time. Yes. This is technically a Torah story, but a lot yeah. of the Torah stories also come from like ancient Babylonia and things like that. Yeah. It's all borrowed. It all is, which is like very cool to think about and puts things in a positive perspective, you know? Yeah. It can't, it should. It should. It's, I think it's like great that like stories are built upon each other. As I said to you yesterday, where it gets hard for me is that I think it has been used as uh, a reason for uh, during inquisitions and pogroms ah, yes. to mm -hmm. be like, and now we're going to force you to Christianity because right. your book is my book, right? Right. And I don't. So it's a little different, guys. And I feel like, you know, forcing conversion is kind of, you know, goes against what. <laughs> Christianity is supposed to be in the first place. Um, mm. Yes. Uh, well, this is, a, yeah. Sorry for another time. Uh, well, this is also, this is also like why I was like so excited that you wanted to talk about this because you are a person of faith who's, who I like super respect in their faith. And I know that you've kind of gone yeah. on a journey alone in the last year and all of that. But I was like so excited when you said you wanted to talk about this because I was like, oh, we're going to like talk about it, talk about it. Oh, yes. I, yes. I love this film so much. I just think everyone in it is so hot. Yep. You were telling me yesterday about how, like, you know, <laughs> thinking that Moses was hot made you feel real guilty. I had a lot of Jewish guilt about thinking that Moses <laughs> was delicious. Because, like, I mean, he is, like, in, in many ways, he is, like, you know, our prophet in a lot of, you know. Yeah. He's, God he's a prophet, spoke, yeah. He's a prophet, prophet. He's a Hebrew prophet. God spoke to him, and he, you know, and delivered us. Yeah. And there's a part of me that's just, like, Daddy Moses. We talked about this yesterday, too. And then I talked about it with my parents, which is very very funny because her no. parents are like also like very religious so the fact that they engaged in this conversation with me means it's not a sin um <laughs> we were just talking about how like the different people and like the bible and the torah like their levels of attractiveness based on like how many people like actually like listen to them <laughs> yeah oh my god after we had this conversation, we'll get to this. I want to like kind of like save this, the game we have planned for the end. Um, but I was thinking like about this because I was like, you and I were like, yeah, well, like obviously Moses was hot. People listened to him. It's true though. <laughs> like obviously like, Jesus was hot. People listened to yes, him. Yes, because it's like, imagine if someone who was not hot was saying that stuff, you would ignore them. And that's on them for being shallow. But you know what? That's just, again, a story for another time. But Moses. But yeah, I had a lot of Jewish guilt over um my lust for Moses but then if they didn't want little Jewish 
children to to lust over these characters they really shouldn't have made them such snacks every single right. character is animated in such a every, gorgeous way yeah and truly this movie has something for everyone okay mm-hmm. you had moses a snack okay like miriam was like very cute miriam's real cute i would date the shit out of miriam yeah her like beautiful like long curly hair she's like so tiny she's very cute She's real curvy too. Yeah, she was. She she's was a thick. Little, yeah, she was thick as two C's. Okay, and then Zipporah, um, <gasps> our 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 queen, our Jewish queen. She like she um, like is so pretty, and she's she is like East African, I think. Yes, which for everyone out there, there are black Jews. For everyone <laughs> out there listening, there are black. Jews like they are black and Jewish there are people who are black and Jewish and have been for a very long time (laughs) I yeah and I super actually love that about this movie is that the Midian tribe is is dark and they are like very distinctly African and and I think they look specifically East African too which is like very good because Mm -hmm. it's like these animators could have just generalized Dr. Wazoo. Yes. It was nice seeing a story, a a Jewish story. Yes, that is diverse. <laughs> like brown people. Yeah, they're Mizrahi. They're Midian, but they're also they're Mizrahi Jews. Right. Is what something I just learned about. Yes. Thank you yes. to Jewish Twitter. Yeah, they're Mizrahi. And I think it's really important to remember. I think there is a thing called Ashkenormativity that I benefit from as a Jewish person who is of Ashkenazi descent. Yeah, so Ashkenormativity is a thing that has happened a lot in part because in the Jewish diaspora, specifically from Eastern Europe, when Jewish people came to America and experienced, you know, <laughs> the, the the anti-semitism here and then of course at the expense of black people and on a foundation of anti-blackness they were able to assimilate into whiteness and part of that assimilation was a uh, deep dive into the arts and culture sector of america that was booming at the time so then you have these uh plays like oklahoma written by two jewish men that talks about yeah you know, we belong to the land. There's a place for us in this land. And like all of this, like subconscious messaging about like Jews belong here. And Oklahoma, you know, is, is bad for a lot of other reasons. Um, mm. <laughs> but there's the reason the Ashkenazi sort of happened is because white Jews, Ashkenazi Jews got a kind of a foothold in American culture. And that's not to say that I don't absolutely fucking love Fiddler on the Roof. I mean, um, who doesn't? Oh, so good. I'm just, I guess where I'm sort of at right now is I'm over Holocaust porn. Mm. And Speak on it! <laughs> I would like to see stories about Jewish people that don't center on the Holocaust and just the Ashkenazi experience. So yeah, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. Yeah. Let's oh, something else. Mm. Okay, something. Okay, I wrote down a lot of things that I thought were hot in this movie. Okay, please tell just me all of them. Like the animation was just generally <gasps> sexy. Um, I remember this film was one of the first to experiment with a combination of like two D hand drawn and CGI. Oh. I think to this day, it is one of the best movies that combines the two. 
it's really cool. It's really it's beautiful. Cool. It's like really incredibly animated. Every single shot is like its own work of art. Beautiful. Moses's mom was hot. Yeah. What's her name? You have it. Yeah. And it was very funny hearing the voice actors try to say her name. Specifically, <laughs> I wanted to talk about Moses's mom's curl pattern. Her hair was, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you look that good. Just in the middle of a genocide yeah Yeah. (laughs) just putting your baby in a basket and hoping for the best but she made it work (laughs) i wanted to talk about the pharaoh's wife her eyebrows were doing something and i was into it the eye makeup in general was just incredible iconic beautiful i also realized that i find harmonies very hot and there's so many harmonies in this movie and i was like oh music is incredible it's the soundtrack slaps so hard stephen schwartz didn't have to go that hard but he did for all of us and hans zimmer was also involved (gasps) oh shit what a collaboration no bangers on bangers okay dude i can't like i can't get through um look at your life through heaven's eyes without like crying just so good and then they get into the lie 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 lies and i'm like oh my gosh i'm not about yeah roses and ramesses were like the i think first stereotype of like bad boy princes who Mm -hmm. get into trouble Mm-hmm. but are very charming and we like them they're very hot but they're breaking stuff because they're just rowdy boys it was very hot when they it were was, breaking stuff no, i was like such bad breaking boys. stuff but also <laughs> i mean i did say i was like you know what maybe prince harry was inspired by moses he too found a beautiful black woman that was like i can't keep living this way <laughs> I, he was like i Hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here. These people murdered my mom. <laughs> Listen, mm. Meghan Markle is also Jewish. She's so. a Jewish black lady. Yeah, you know, he was maybe Prince Harry just. I cannot. <laughs> I like cannot. I cannot like believe when she like married into that family. I was like, holy fucking shit. And also, she's older than him. Hot. Iconic. Uh, uh, good for. <laughs> her no 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 good for him good for him you're right you know what you're right and also like moses like he was kind of like a dick (laughs) like when zipporah was captured which Mm -hmm. you know the fact that the first black woman is like brought in as a sex slave anti-blackness is historic Mm -hmm. but you know she came in and he was a dick to her but i was kind of like i was like (laughs) and then he helped her escape though he did he did he made up for it he he helped her escape yeah and also like her like outfit like she (gasps) you know it was efficient but she did have like the two slits on the dress and her her legs were all you know listen And then she had long one. legs and perky breasts. I'll just say it. I'll say it for us all. And, 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 and then, you know, this, you know, he comes in late at night and he thinks she's like tied up. And, and he's like, up, like <laughs> and I think every like four year old was like, yo, what's about to go down? <laughs> we Something's like, about to happen. We Something's like, oh. about to happen to happen we were like are they gonna kiss oh my god i know <laughs> just the 
<laughs> well, are oh. they? And then they yeah. like do later. I think the 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 hottest thing that happens, and also maybe the most relatable, is when he has that like existential crisis when he's like, "Am I Jewish? Am I Hebrew?" <laughs> And he like rips off his little wig and you're like, oh no, he's stressed. Let me help him. <laughs> like, I'm it's okay, baby. It's okay, me... baby. You're Jewish. Like is running through the streets. He's like, Am I a poor? Am <laughs> like... I a poor? But the thing is, too, it's like the animators, I think, did a great job at this mm. too. It's like he looked different, like mm. subtly, yeah. but he looked different. Yes, and it's yes. like, have you used a mirror before, Moses? Were you just living in denial? You were adopted. Like, <laughs> I mean, then he gets all mad at his mom. He's like, "Is this where you found me?" It's like, he was like "What did you, you were think gonna die?" Okay, she was like, "You were gonna die." I don't think they should ever live action this movie because I think it's perfect as it is. But in my like kind of dream recasting of this movie, Beyonce plays his mom. Yes, and oh, I was going to say too, the way the animators like aged her was very hot because it was like, oh, you could see like the little jowls and it's like, mm, she is older and still hot and it's okay to age. She like in the story is mm-hmm. like a pretty important figure. She's at the Passover dinner with them. She like, oh. Moses is like, hey mom, I, I love you why don't you come and hang out in our hut and we'll put the lamb flood on the door and you'll be fine. That's cute. Not that she was in danger, but like <laughs> when I was, <laughs> when I was small my and my sister and I would be at Passover Seder and we got to the part about the slaying of the firstborn, I, an asshole, would whisper to my sister, I'd be like, if we were in Egypt, you'd die because you're the firstborn. I, that would scare me because I was the firstborn too. But then she'd yell at me. She'd get so mad. She'd be like, no, we wouldn't. We're Jewish. <laughs> and I, I was like, we're not Jewish. And be like, uh, I'm doomed. Uh, I'm doomed. I, I'd be like, I know we're not Jewish, but like, c- could we still get in on this? Like, <laughs> get the lamb's blood. It's all good. But yeah, I have like vivid yeah. memories of Hannah being so mad at me for being like you die (laughs) Passover memories okay I wanted to talk to about Moses' cheekbones Mm. and just his like bone structure in general and like how everyone had big luscious lips because they deserve you know and just like Moses's like cheekbones were mm. he could cut glass with that face yeah and oh sometimes when that shadow hit I was like ah my god (laughs) very well animated yes like four-year-old me was like that's a man it's like his facial hair just like perfectly like carved along his beautiful jawline yes and he was like kind of like he was kind of like skinny but like toned he was skinny but like if he needed to carry me he could have he's a hard-working farm boy (laughs) we're going to hell i don't believe in that but and i personally know i am not going (laughs) like the other day i was like you know doing a socially distanced picnic with some people and we were all laughing and someone was like oh i just can imagine this whole circle doing this in hell and i was like um 
maybe you sinners. I was like, I'll FaceTime you. Uh, (laughs) Could not be me. (laughs) My whole thing is like, is God gonna let me sign his yearbook or not? Like, that's like, I I feel like, yes. I feel like, in fact, right now, he's probably watching this conversation be like, they're funny. They're so funny. Definitely allow them in. But then it's looking at me, it's like, that one ate a lot of pork. Listen, I've said so many curse words. I have, I have, I have. On this podcast alone. On this podcast alone. And you know what? We're humans. There are worse things we could be doing, but we're not. So I think that is some gold stars right there. <laughs> we're doing really good. God yes, loves at us. At those points, thank you. We are, we're blessed, you and I. <laughs> blessed and highly favored. Thank uh, you. Yes. <laughs> what else is hot? Okay, so let's talk about when he got to Midian and like Jethro, Um, I'm also into. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> Just in, in, in a, in a, not like, not like me, Amber right now would marry him, but like, I, I would marry the younger Jethro and then be very like happy as a, as an, as a more mature lady with the more mature Jethro. Um, I I see exactly what you mean. You do want that kind of husband. Just. Yeah. He's so tall. Oh my God. He's tall. He's charismatic. He's caring. He has a beautiful He's so charismatic and so cute. Like he's, he's just so, so cute. warm and welcoming. And like he's got oh. like big rabbi energy. Like yes, he just like is a pillar in his community. His and he community. talks about like the ways in which God loves us. Yeah, he just wants, he's just there to have a good time. Like he's so nice and jolly. Yeah, and he also is one of the only characters <laughs> voiced by someone who is. A, uh, that race um <sighs> yeah by Danny Glover and his singing voice is Brian Stokes Mitchell we love Brian Stokes Mitchell and we love Danny Glover we love both of them I know it's so fun oh yeah so okay he gets over to Midian and he starts slowly falling in love with this beautiful African queen <laughs> that he uh, is like how did I get so lucky obviously but you know when they do that little dance <gasps> the fire I was like do you want to know something fun? Yes. So I know they don't get married in that scene. They like get married later. Um, uh-huh. There's a part of traditional Jewish weddings where the bride and groom circle each other. And so like when she, when you see her like holding that cloth and she's circling him, that implies that they're, that they're going to get married. That was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and they oh circle God. each other. And then the next scene is the, is their marriage. So like as, as like a Jewish yeah, person, and- you're like, oh, their little wedding outfits i was like yes these are historically accurate but also like is this like a wedding outfit that is like from the 1980s i love it like her big earrings i was like they're killing it but then you know it was really sexy the next scene is like (laughs) the next morning and like kisses her like I know, and her hair is all like all over the place but it's still beautiful because she's beautiful you know and it was just like what I, you know, being a little kid, I was like, what happened? Oh, you knew. <laughs> I was like, why is her hair so messed up? What happened here? What are you doing yeah, last night? Yeah. I remember watching that and like blushing a lot because like I knew. And he like kisses yeah. her really gently and she's like, she's like, oh. And he I know. And he's like, I love you. And it's like, I know. It was so cute. And then, and then that's the day when God was like, hey, <laughs> listen here. Fun fact is um, Moses had a stutter. And they're like, I think he at one point was like, I can't lead these people. I have a stutter. And God was like, I know. 
obviously. I'm familiar with it. I obviously (laughs) know that. Not only have we been talking, but also I'm God. Like, what? I know. (laughs) Besides the the line about the stuttering, I think that scene is the only scene that lifts text text directly from the Torah. Yeah, yeah, it does. I am that I am. And it is. And it's such a beautiful scene, too. And it's just... Like when he, when that single tear goes down Moses's cheek, I was like, yes, you are destined for greatness, sir. Yeah. And then, you know, he gets, he, he and Spora go back to Egypt and again, Ramses is really hot. And I think, okay, I think now is a good time to bring this up. I think what this movie <laughs> did super well is... like show us this like human loving relationship that these two had I think it can be be really easy and I know that like in Hebrew school like this was like very much the discussion was like Pharaoh was bad and these people are bad and it's all bad but it's like you know what like discrimination is often more insidious than that yeah it's it's more complicated and I think it made it having seen that movie like it makes you be like oh but like this is someone that we love this is someone we care about this is someone that Moses loves someone Moses cares about who is also like committer of atrocious acts and it like forces you to reckon with the fact that like that's complicated right yeah that even someone who is like maybe like quote-unquote good still needs a reckoning Like I, so I don't know if you know this, but I started teaching Sunday school like last fall, but okay. really funny. and I remember like, we were like having our like teacher meeting before the kids came. We were t- I forget what story we were talking about. We were talking about it. And one of the co-teachers was like, um, so how do we teach this story? Like, you know, I'm curious in, in a way that we can start teaching these stories where we don't demonize people who were not believers. And I was like, mm, yes, yes. And let's get into it. Like <laughs> in the words of Tina Banko. Yes, mama, go there. Mama. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, true. Wow. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. But it's true. It's like, it's, it's more complicated than good or bad. And like, it's always more complicated than good or bad. And, you know, and, and, and I think too, it's, it's hard more when you realize that those people in some extent think that they are doing the right thing. Yes. So like, you know, Pharaoh was like, um, I'm not going to be a little bitch. Like I'm going to do <laughs> oh, X, Y, Z. Of course. That's and, my, and- my job. And it's like, oh, he really thinks he's doing the right thing. Oh, it's also uh, super interesting. And like, I think this, one of the reasons, again, why this movie is so fucking brilliant is that there's a, a line that comes back. There's a line that the Pharaoh at the beginning says mm-hmm. to him. And then he says it again when he's talking to Moses. And like, there's this like trauma that's like embedded in him. And I think it's like this such interesting thing that we like inherit these thoughts and viewpoints from our parents. And like his dad was the person who tried to like kill Moses. Yeah. Like, and so then Pharaoh being like, I will not be the weak link is like, it's just this resistance to change. It's the white supremacy that's learned. It is. It so is. I, I was so, I was thinking about like how like this story, you know, relates to like American slavery and just like how it relates to like colonialism and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And yeah. it's just, you would think, you would think actually all of these colonizers would have read this and been like, you know what, maybe we shouldn't do this. But wait, did you take that class 
at Fordham from that so hot professor. It was Faith and Critical Reason. It was taught by the hottest man I've ever seen with my own two eyes. He <laughs> he was like really good friends with Carrie Mulligan and Marcus Mumford. Oh, I do remember and him. And like she came to class yes. and like we all like I, talked I mean, to her. I was in that class. I thought you were maybe there with me. I do think I remember she came. Yeah, she came and like talked to yes. us. And it was really fun. And I got a picture with her. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he talks like in his class like I remember like learning about this is that like we t we like had like a unit on this story like the story of Exodus and the ways in which like different cultures see it and see themselves in it and like use it like it was used a lot for manifest destiny like I think this story as like as radical as it is and like as like I think like you know like as a black person and as a Jewish person like we can see it through the lens of like no this is about like liberating people and like this is about like standing up for the oppressed I think it's so easy for people to frame themselves as the oppressed when they're not right classic colonizers classic know? colonizers Ugh. Ooh, what else was sexy? What um, else was sexy? Sorry, we got we got deep there. I'm sorry. This is something oh, that, that happens good. on the podcast. This was so this was good. But yeah, ooh, okay. I wrote down some quotes quotes from this that were not sexy but made me think real hard. Mm -hmm. So remember when back when uh Moses was like, Am I a slave? And like <laughs> confronts his dad about it. Um, and like, you know, sees the wall illustrations about mm. you know, what happened to the alligators. Is, is his people yeah his dad straight up was like they were only slaves yeah and that's when he was like no no i gotta yeah, go i gotta go he was like mm, no sir no thank you <laughs> it is a turning point for him i think hearing that out of like because yeah it's the way that the animators made that moment like horrific mm, horrific like, just the way that the lighting changed and he was like backing up in like horror i'm like mm. That was very well because it's like that is horrifying and it's like the person who says it doesn't realize how horrifying it is and had moses not realized that he was you know a slave he also would have been like yeah yeah whatever but yeah that was and like I a think, horrifying moment yes you know? yes i think what this story like for me like watching i watch it every passover and sometimes even when it's not but something that really struck me this go round. I don't even think the uprisings against police brutality had started yet. Mm. But I what I really saw in my most recent watch is like, oh, this is someone who is using their privilege for others to right. like to like to do the right thing. Cause like Moses is like he like walks into that room and they're all like ribbon dancing and shit. And then like and then Pharaoh's like stoked to see him. He has like authority and and, and, and power. Right. And then his people don't trust him at first. They're like, who like fuck you? Like you yeah were Which is fair. Yeah. They're like you two were beating us. And he's like, you know what? My bad. Uh but then he like does a bunch of miracles and they're like, okay, like, okay, you're hot. Like, yeah, they're like, you're hot. You're trying to liberate us. What's not to love? Yeah. And, 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 you know, going back to when you're talking about Moses and Ramesses dynamic, it is, I think, very painful to watch too, like how much they love each other, mm -hmm. but also how much they resent each other. I mean, that whole song and the way that that song is animated and the, it's the plague song, which is like dramatic as hell. And like, have you ever been to a Seder? Have you ever like done that? No, I have not. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, next year, if there's a fucking vaccine, you come to mine. Thank um, you. But like in that, when you're talking about the plagues during the Seder, you dip your 
pinky finger in the wine and then you like drop mm -hmm. you like drop little droplets on your plate for each plague it's very oh, dramatic <laughs> judy is I in the theater it. judy is in the theater i love it i <laughs> like, love it and we like nay legs we're like frogs <laughs> pestilence it's very dramatic and it's like oh and it's just like so telling of the way people in power behave when mm -hmm. they see how their people are 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 suffering even yes, their own yes. people yes, and they're yes. still like yeah i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing like there were seven plays and the pharaoh was like mm, you know what no after, it was only after his son died where he was like mm, i feel personally affected by this now i mean i know and like don't you kind of feel like watching everything our governing body right now as these protests are going on and everyone's just like can you like not kill black people and the government's like and also with this uh pandemic <laughs> the <laughs> pandemic you could you could say it's a plague and uh -huh. and and our government's like mm, it's fine and it's like clearly not fine it's very clearly not fine we and don't need to change anything yes exactly and it's just mm. like oh but you must you must and 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 the thing that's really terrible is ramesses was still hot doing all of that <laughs> and he had that his baby was really cute too baby, had that, really baby was cute. that baby was cute except for when he came in he was like yeah and i was like mm, he's gone and i think as a kid i was like he's gonna die because you know only, it already oh yeah because first of all he came in being a brat and then he was like mm, the foreshadowing when he was like right in the middle of that little like uh mural. drawing yeah yeah he was right there i was like little boy's gonna die you're that doomed. You're He's doomed. Aaron was not hot, and that's okay. Are, are we gonna? Are we? Are we playing the game now? Is it time? Well, should I tell my bat mitzvah story? Oh, you have to tell your bat mitzvah story. <laughs> we're getting. It's getting long out here, but we're gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when I was in um when I was in middle school, you know, uh, I went to a friend's bat mitzvah, and um I am as I've stated before, I grew up in a Christian household. I am a practicing Christian, so I this was the first bat mitzvah I had ever gone to. I vaguely knew what to expect. Um, vaguely. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to a temple and uh, my friend's going to be an adult now. Uh, <laughs> At 13. <laughs> I was like, a lot of responsibility. Here's a Von Dutch purse. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I will say like growing up, I knew a lot of um, Jewish people of color. I, I feel like I didn't put two and two together until I got older, but this particular bat mitzvah did not have any Jewish people of color. Um, I was uh, one of maybe two people. Oh. And the other girl who was doing her bat mitzvah, she did her reading and her reading was- <laughs> Oh God. About how like, Miriam and Aaron, Moses' siblings, were like very racist to his black wives before. And I, just like being, feeling, you know, in a sea of like very white people, I was like, um, <laughs> and, 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 and people did look at me and they gave me that look of like, you are welcome here, which they didn't have to do. But that, you know, that made it worse. They were like, see, there are black people. Um, <laughs> listen to this story about a black person and i was like i get it like i think her thing was like you know the teaching taught us that like we should not be racist and i was like 
Real? Yeah. We're 13. I feel like that's a given. <laughs> I'm just like, I can see it so clearly. Just like every fucking Jewish white face just like looking at you <laughs> and being like, it's okay. It's okay that you're black. <laughs> like, and you're just being like, I am 13. Like, I'm so small. <laughs> I mean, was the dancing good? Was there good yeah, food? Yeah, that, that party did slap. That party yeah. slap. I learned a lot. I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think if I were that rabbi, I mean, I guess maybe now I, I, maybe then I wouldn't have thought about it, but like, if I were that rabbi now and I was like, oh, this poor kid has this half Torah portion, I should like maybe fudge some things. It's like mm-hmm. your Torah portion is like your Jewish Zodiac. It's like, depending on when you're born. <laughs> Wait, that's so cute. Depending on when you're born, like when your Wait. birthday is, you oh, have so like, like, you don't choose it. It no. in many ways chooses you. Yes. Like, Wait, that's cute, though. Wait, that's yeah, so it's like, it's like not really like she couldn't like she didn't choose that like it's not like yeah. her fault necessarily like I would probably yeah. blame the rabbi. Wait, is it birthday or is it when you choose to have your bat mitzvah? Damn it, I don't know shit. But it's 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 not something that you actively choose. No, you don't really have it's, a hand in it. Really and... thrust upon you. Yeah, I remember like I went to one girl's bat mitzvah, and she had to like talk about like her story had a lot of like infidelity in it i think it was like when rachel was there rachel was in the story rachel they're like entering uh, uh, shit i i didn't brush up on my stories like they're going to a place and there's a king there and he's like oh shit my wife is really hot people are gonna want to have my wife yeah right wait is this the story where he's like "Mm, she's a um we're not married yeah it's like when she's, she's like hot. she's my sister and then yeah. like, in, so I like have this memory of like this girl talking about this during her bat mitzvah and she's like this doesn't make any sense to me because if I were that king I would look at her and be like well if he can't have her why can't I and like she's like fully 13 and like real like pubescent and I was like this is like a weird thing to talk about at your bat mitzvah yeah this is not the time this is really not the time not the moment when I I was gonna have my bat mitzvah can't you still have it at some point here's the thing is that i like tried to learn hebrew but it was hard well but but maybe it was hard because i have adhd yes <laughs> and now that you know maybe they can like accommodate lessons more this, based on your needs this yom kippur i need to apologize to my rabbi for abandoning ship on my bat mitzvah <laughs> I have some repenting to do. Oh my God. Oh, repenting is so um, loaded. Like I remember like when I was like in high school, like we would do communion and like, even though it's not part of repenting, like the past would be like, you know, like don't take communion if you have any like sin or anger in your heart. And, and uh, you know, when you're a teenager, you have a lot of thoughts you're about You're full that. of sin and anger. Like you're, you're made of sin yeah. and anger. So I would like, I would be like, mom, dad, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I would just like hide in the bathroom for like 20 minutes. And I'd be like, mm, okay. They like took the, they took the wine and they, they took, you know, they took the bread in the body and uh, now they're just doing gospel songs. Okay. I'm clear. <laughs> Religion is wild, man. Uh, Well, because also at the time I was abstinent. So like, I felt like, oh no, I had a thought about kissing someone. I got to go sit in the bathroom and not take communion. Amber Jesus knows. Amber Jesus knows whether you're having dirty thoughts about Moses and, and the Prince of Egypt. Which again, 
you know, it's not heresy. Is it tasteful? No. But is it heresy? No. Um, I think I think it's time to play our game that we have prepared. I'm I'm down to clown. Let's do it. You I okay. didn't make a list. I was either gonna go off the top of my dome or yeah, hoping, go off the hoping, top of your dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hoping that you had made a list. I mean, I think we can start with the ones that are like pretty obvious. So yeah. like, okay. Oh, this is for those who don't know. I don't know if we've like said it yet. We are about to play biblical hot or not again is it tasteful no but is it a sin technically no so let's get into it let's do it okay who do you got who do you got you do one then i'll do one okay so i think we already talked about this but like jesus hot and the 12 disciples are hot are all of the 12 disciples hot though i was talking to my dad about this last night and he was like i don't think peter was hot no and i think i'm like Peter was probably okay. I feel like if Peter was hot, he wouldn't have had to give himself any like fancy titles. People would have just like followed him. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you think Peter was middling? Yeah, I think he was okay. He was probably like hot by association. Um, we all know those. Judas was hot. Judas was hot. Judas was hot. Judas was hot, but I feel like, I feel like he gets points deducted because of the way in which he betrayed like he had so many opportunities to be like you know what my bad like my bad like if he was a true homie like we all have moments where we slip up i don't know they kissed like, <laughs> kind of hot yeah they did they did but again like jesus was like one of you will betray me and judas was sitting there like <laughs> eating his little crackers well, like nothing to see here folks just eating um, his little, he's eating his little thanksgiving dinner just like nah, 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 nah. yeah and it's like you could have just been like my bad you know like but anyways he probably was hot too i think judas is hot all of the <laughs> biblical baddies are hot like i i do i do think jesus was probably just like gorgeous though jesus gorgeous. had to be gorgeous jesus and moses both like gorgeous. had to be stunning um what are we thinking about like the daddy of it all daddy abraham not hot but his wife had to have been even at, i feel like at 90 she was hot she was still she was still like she had it going on um but abraham was not hot isaac however hot, hot. ishmael probably hot probably hotter than isaac and that's why sarah was like this guy's gotta go and i think both ishmael and isaac look like their moms god mm. bless them yeah uh poor hagar <laughs> i think you said job not hot job not no way job is hot that whole family is not cute and i also think noah was not hot there was no way it couldn't have been hot because i feel like again you know he was talking about things that like you know a lot of people hadn't heard of before and i feel like if he were hot people would have been more inclined to listen to him which is more of you know a critique on society itself but yeah. so we already established that Isaac was hot, but Rachel was probably hotter. Well, yeah, Rachel, it's like that's that's like textually supported. <laughs> well, that's that's a thing, and like Leah was like in their eyes average, but I feel like she was hot in her own way. She probably like came into herself, like she was maybe like awkward as yeah. like a young person. <laughs> yeah, they paid her dust. Um, but <laughs> dust. Ruth hot. Ruth was hot. <laughs> Hot. Well, we know Esther was hot. <laughs> we know. Um, Samson. Well, yeah, that also we know. That we is know. canon, though. That yeah, Samson yeah. was hot. Jezebel's uh, hot. Jezebel hot. Lot. Lot. Okay, Lot was maybe too hot because so many people were trying they're to like, sleep with him they're like, like banging on the door like please let us have sex with him please he himself was like no one man should have all his power <laughs> what about his poor wife probably hot yeah um, but feel not like... too smart 
Nah. I mean, Lot's daughters tried to sleep with him. Yeah. And I think in Sodom, I think men also tried to sleep with him. I'm pretty sure. Yes. But yes. I so think... He was flexing on him. He was, yeah. He wasn't into incest, respect it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he gets an A-plus for that. Bare minimum, but okay. Yeah, but <laughs> listen. Joseph was not hot, but was cute. He was, like he was a snappy dresser. He he made that coat work. Mary hot, Joseph Jesus dad. I think Joseph was okay. Was like it, they weren't like mixed, like mismatched, you know? No, no, no. But like definitely one of those things where it's like, oh she's really out of your league, bud. Um Yeah, like everyone all of his friends were like, wow, well done. I mean, we know that Mary Magdalene is hot. Yeah. I feel like just a lot of people that, that Jesus hung out with. He had like a hot crown. Yeah, and I don't think it was on purpose. Like, I don't think he was shallow. It just was like, he is pretty. And then like, you know, pretty people find each other. Yeah. Um, you were talking about King David? Yeah, hot. Zaddy. Zaddy. Cain and Abel, both hot. Both hot, but Cain hotter than Abel. Yeah, Cain, Cain was like a bad boy and Abel was just like a soft boy. Yeah, like Abel is pretty. He was just too pure. He was just too pure. But they had to be. I mean, they were pretty, like, I feel like at that point, you know, genetic makeup of the world. They were kind of it. (laughs) I think it was maybe impossible to be not hot. Yes, because if they were, like, really, um, they were very close to God. (laughs) (laughs) Deeply. So close. But in many ways, And yet so far. And yet so so far. far. Abel was the himbo. Himbos are kind. Yeah. Well, I'm like getting sad about Abel. Like, I didn't even know the man. You didn't know the man. It's because he's just like, he just didn't deserve it. No pure little boy. King Herod, ugly. 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 Haman, ugly. Yeah. Mordecai, hot. Mm. Um, Oh, Oh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, hot. Yeah. In many ways, oh, I remember I did teach this in Sunday Sunday school, and one of the kids was like, they were the original three amigos. And I was like, "Mm, yes. Stop it. And that's that's a fact. You're correct. I am. It was like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, the three amigos. I love the name Abednego. I know. I I cannot speak for the Jesus half of the Bible, but the Torah is like all about dictators trying to be like we're gonna kill you and then the jews being like no you're not and then we eat a, a pastry shaped like a, a holiday villain i mean it it it, it definitely doesn't stop there <laughs> no <laughs> that's a really <laughs> oversimplified version <laughs> it definitely doesn't uh you know the the dictator is trying to kill people doesn't stop there that's good that's good to know that that's a theme that keeps going that's church temple is, church is a lot of like jesus loves you no really he loves you no like please listen he loves you please please he he really does like he just let him love you please he loves you so much that's just like not what temple is like temple is like you come in and the rabbi is like there my temple anyway was like the rabbi's there and there's like dissonant like minor key music playing and then he's like, today is the day that we talk about this horrible thing that happened, this specific pogrom. And remember, say, there is a difference, though, between like church and like black church. Oh, yeah, for sure. Black church is similarly in like, people have tried to kill us. That's <laughs> yes. 
so many times. I don't really want to go to church unless I'm being reminded that people tried to kill me in the past. It's like so many people have tried to kill us, but we're still we, here, we're, motherfucker. It is, it is like we are still here. Very similarly to how so many people tried to kill Jesus. Yeah. Uh, there is like, I think a black church more of an element of like, we've really been through it. <laughs> that's what i'm really looking for in a spiritual experience like aren't you tired <laughs> and, have- and that's why the music slaps i think mm. let's be yeah. honest like black like gospel music is better than christian rock and that's a fact oh there's no comparison christian rock is weird sorry no offense but like christian rock is weird and makes me feel uncomfortable gospel music is incredible gospel music Mm. it slaps Mm. probably i think one of the best like american music genres ever created because it's so good and like so many other genres like use it there's so many club songs that sample gospel songs and it makes me feel a little weird in the club then i'm also like you know what jesus is everywhere do you hear like jesus loves you ever <laughs> jesus, jesus is loves in this you. club right now jesus is in this club amber uh, we should end it there we have like we have gone so long um i have like one more question that may or may not make it into the cut did your parents ever give you the talk no because i was abstinent so that was the talk well i like so did your a, church give you the talk oh you took a vow okay i took a class and then i took a vow and the class was a lot of like um saving sexual marriage stds are scary and you know they only show you the pictures of like people who have an std that have like not the gotten scary shit. for like shit. years yeah. the scary shit. Like, ne- has have never gone to the doctor <laughs> don't know what penicillin is ah. uh, so, you know those pictures that are horrifying and 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 then you know they talk about like like i remember there was like that one thing that was like oh you put it like piece of tape on you and then you take it off and then you try to stick it to someone else and that's what it's like trying to have sex and build a connection with someone and I remember like you know at the end of the course it was a couple weeks and uh, at the end of the course we did a like pledge which I did not read beforehand so the pledge said something along the lines of like I will not engage in any sexual activities including kissing or touching and as that like came out of my mouth I was like well I'm gonna break this vow <laughs> like you already knew. Like, you I was already like, knew. This is going to be short-lived, isn't it? <laughs> and I, I think I truly, like, literally looked up and I was like... Sorry, God. I was like, you go forgive me because this is not the worst thing you've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I could do worse. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I did not, like, have the sex talk. I, like, didn't really have sex ed except for, like, my Catholic school was, like, quote progressive and we did have like the local hospital come in and do like a sex skit and like I learned to use it like we should use a condom but I did not know how condoms work and you're actually the person who taught me how condoms work <laughs> because this guy because <laughs> yeah. like at the time I was like in a relationship and I had already started having sex and like I knew that you were supposed to use condoms so we were like using condoms but like my partner at the time was the one who was like, you know, doing it. So I was just like, it's on. Okay, great. But I didn't like understand like the physics of it. Like I, like, I just didn't like, it just did not make sense to me. And you were still in Dublin and I remember like I called you and I was like, can you just explain to me how condoms work? Oh, it's coming back to me. It's coming back to me. Oh my God. 
I hope I didn't like give you any fucking grief. I hope I was supportive. No, you were very nice. It was like, it was very funny. Like, I, I, think I probably laughed it. at you. <laughs> yeah, no, I laughed too. It was like uh, funny, but you were like very nice about oh, it. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> it was really helpful. Thank You're you. like, please, I should call my hoe friend. <laughs> well, I was just like, I was like, who's not going to judge me? <laughs> I'm so glad. It makes me really happy that like you saw me as a safe person to talk to. About <laughs> I'm so happy that that conversation went well. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. As we near hour two of this interview, I have one last yes. question to ask you. Uh, Amber, yeah. did that do it for you? You bet your bottom dollar did. Oh, praise the Lord and hallelujah. Did it do it for you? Oh yeah. Well, that did it for me. Hope that did it for you. Thank you so much for listening. That Do It For You is hosted and edited by Aurelia Grierson to the best of their ability. It is produced by Dante Tapo and Chandler Parrott-Thomas. Eleanor Hobson is our media and marketing manager. Our theme song is by Eric Solis, and our visual design is by Margaret Chambers. That Do It For You is a sex-positive podcast with naughty words and mentions of characters I do not own. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at That Do It For You. Be sure to tell your friends about us, rate and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, and if you're interested in becoming a monthly donor, you can go to patreon.com slash that do it for your pod to join our horny little community.